Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin, aka Tags. I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Episode 209 of Forever Exiled is today at this moment. It's going to be a gooder. Is it? Okay, good. Yep. Calling it now. You heard it here. A <laughs> uh, big shout out to I our was... patrons. A uh, big uh, thank you to Cormac for joining this week and uh, everybody else who resubbed up. We love your faces. Thank you so much. Patreon gets you access to After Dark, our podcast after the podcast, where you never know what you're going to get. Unscripted, live, not live, but unscripted. <laughs> we should say that would that be great. We come up with this huge list of all these things that people would look forward to, but then like, but actually not this, this, and it only leaves like one thing after this list of five or six. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, big shout out patrons. We love your faces. Thank you so much. We do. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. That's I right. zoned out because I was confused. I was looking, I was wondering why I have so many bottles here. I have a coffee mug and two water bottles and I was, you don't it's know. It's been a weird few days for me. And so I was like, was there a reason? Is one of them not water? Do I have? So you did, you did. Say hey to Cormac, right? Mm, thanks, Cormac's, Cormac. And I also okay, said uh, happy Sorry. Thanksgiving, Canadians and anyone else who does it right no, now. No, you didn't. I didn't miss that. Yeah, you did. You were going you to. hear it back when you listen. Uh, but uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving. That's this weekend for us in Canada land. Make sure you're thankful or else. Um, okay. Yeah, we'll hunt you. Yeah. What's that? What's that? Oh, that's from Wedding Crashers. Or I'll find you. Oh, yeah. The crazy chick. That's right. <laughs> yeah, she's she's awesome. so fun. Yeah, uh, she is. So thank you, everyone. You're all fantastic. And hopefully you always feel thankful, not just this weekend or whenever you're supposed to. You know what's going to be great, though, on the complete opposite of thankfulness? Being thankful? <laughs> yes, oh, is watching me. people die. Hmm. Not in real life, mm -hmm. but in a private league. Yeah, our private league's out. You can find it on our Discord. We create. It's not, it's not ready. Like it, it's still no, starting in the future. Yeah. Starts yes. October. Wait, did we give people one day to sign up? 20th. No, it starts October 20th. Are you sure? Yeah. Let me, okay, now I got to click the link. Wouldn't that be funny if it started October 10th? No, it starts well, October that's what I was thinking. Okay. 20th. Two yeah. weeks. Two weeks from the time we're recording this, slightly less than two weeks from the time this episode comes out. And it is uh, only hardcore. Thank you very much, Grinding Gear Games. You're. <laughs> A bunch of turds when it comes to this stuff, but it is a hardcore ancestor league. No SSF this time. This is our first time ever actually doing non-SSF. We've done non-hardcore before. We've never done a non-SSF, and prizes are changed for this one. So it should be fun. It should be interesting. However, grinding gear games. Let's just take a moment here to have a chat. Uh, you guys suck when it comes to this stuff. It does not make any sense to me that we cannot have a private league that is using the same version of the game that your boss kill event is on, which I know that nobody. <laughs> I knew the boss okay, event so... was going to come up with you anyway, but good Lord. So, OK, I don't know if this came up in After Dark or if this was a private conversation that we had. That's how like unscripted most of our stuff is, people. So we don't like we're not trying to tease you into be like, oh, we sign up for After Dark and maybe you can listen you to this should. conversation. And also hit the five star <laughs> on Spotify and Apple. Thank you. Yeah, the other stars don't work. But mm -hmm. if no, like it's just we're just always talking like we would talk to each other. And very rarely do we. It doesn't matter. And probably maybe not After Dark from last week. Justin thought of the prospect of when we were with um, Jonathan and Chris or had the opportunity to talk right. to Jonathan and Chris and Pax West that it, it hit Justin later that he was crushed that he didn't bring up and ask why. Somebody brought it up in our Discord leagues. too. After we went to Pax, somebody said, why didn't you ask yes. about this? And I was like, oh, <laughs> right. You want to just that's like one of those things you want to rewind time right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they That's have right. this really stupid rule when when they have a boss kill event, you can't create a private league using the same settings as what the, the boss kill event is in this case. Well, in most cases, they tend to do hardcore solo cell phone. They did it once with Ruthless, which was great because then we could do hardcore solo cell phone. But they don't let you make a private league with the settings of the boss kill event until the boss kill events over. And do you know when the boss kill events over? No. Do you know the status of the boss kill event? Nope. Can you find any information about the boss kill event? Uh-uh. Nothing. <laughs> Isn't it's it so, so great? Stupid. Like, the, their event page is ridiculous. It is hilarious. Oh, just remove how... that link. 
Remove that link. <laughs> they really should. Like, there's absolutely no. The, granted, we don't give people. We let people sign up for email updates, and we don't send out email updates. We should remove that. So one I guess day we, we will only have so much to say. So anyway, when you go to the GGG website, there's actually an events tab. It says League Ladders season and events. Never knew we called them seasons. I wonder how outdated that title That's is. That's really old. And my private leagues. So my private leagues make sense. Season ladders, okay. Like, I mean, everybody's 100 on every single thing. So whatever. Interesting. But then you click on season and events. There's not even a calendar. Hmm. Like, I think they're just supposed to list things. I've seen things listed here before. and It's just text-based. Like, hey, September this to this, October 1st to 3rd. And it's just a text. It's not even a calendar. But... There's like nothing. There's currently no scheduled events. You click on PC, Xbox, Sony, click the event. There hasn't been technically an event in their drop down menu since March 2023. It's October. And for some reason, we can't make a hardcore solo self found Ancestors League. Yep. And this is the place where we would find out why or how. Not even like, like again, like the reason that it happens, as stupid as we think it is, is irrelevant to the fact that we still have no information on it. So anyway, yeah, yeah, dropping the ball. Lots. Yeah. But, Over, anyway. uh, well, but this is league after league after league it's after league. It's always been league. like this. So yeah. our regular listeners have probably fast forwarded to the 20 minute section of, of the episode because they know we're going to vent about it. Well, our private league is out. You can find it on our discord. That's the only place we post it just because it's a community event. So if you want to play in hardcore ancestor with us and with a bunch of people and, you know, compete for some prizes or just have some fun, it will be running October 20th to October 30th, standard Pacific time, 10 a.m. our time. But if you go on our Discord and announcements, it'll show you what time it starts, your local time in that, mm -hmm. uh, in that thing. So it should be fun. Hardcore, Ancestor, no SSF. See how that goes. How was your week, bud? That was good. I had a good week. Yeah, it was. I installed, I finished installing the shelves that have been laying yeah, against my wall for a long time. Thank you. Um, you can only see half of them, but thank you. So yeah, now I have space for all the book series I plan on reading and writing. It's going to be fantastic. But now the floor is actually clean. So my dog has a space for her dog bed and it's easy to to vacuum finally. So no, that's nice that the office is finally done. It's like the final thing done after the flood that we had almost two years ago now. And so the last thing we need to do is the rec room. Still have a couch and a few shelving units to buy. And... uh Hopefully that'll be done before Christmas. Hopefully by before the end of November. Cool. If we can, um, yeah, if, if that can work out for us, that would be fantastic. And it's always nice to have the house ready for Christmas, not a disaster for Christmas, because then it's just absolute hell after Christmas. Yeah. Even if you give your kids three gifts, like we have a family where there's aunts and uncles and grandparents are still around and that kind of stuff and so it's like the, you know even if we buy our kids two or three yeah, things, they're still getting a lot of stuff they're still getting a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. so it's nice to have the house nice and organized ahead of time but i i think i mentioned last week that we've had some nice it's like back to what normal summer used to be for us you know like mid-20s low-20s weather with rain every few days or you know two or three days of rain and then a couple of days of sun. That's what use summer used to be before drought land kicked in over here. So anyway, that's what our fall is now. And it's nice. I got all excited and I sprinkled my seed all over the lawn, if you know what I mean. And um, anyway, it was good. And I have this thing where I really don't want to put in the effort of watering anymore. I'll just let it happen. I don't. It's just way too much effort for me, especially when you try and play, play God with the weather. So, but I couldn't handle it. I was so excited. So even though I seeded the whole thing, both of my front lawns and my back lawn, but we still have water restrictions on, so we're not allowed to use a sprinkler. We have to hand water with a sprayer. Are they really and still on? Yeah, till hmm. the end of the month. Interesting. And um, I tried that a couple times, and I'm like, no, it's taking way too long hand watering. Like I'm, I know I'm gimped. I know I have the time, but I'm no, I can't do that. So I turn the sprinkler on as a, you know, being a bad boy. Turn the sprinkler on in the backyard where nobody could see it or report it. And uh, I was I was diligent with it, making sure that they stayed moist. But I wasn't too, you know, I've, we've done this for years and years and years now, you and I. And so, you know, we're familiar with the process. My neighbor is very apathetic with their yard, mm -hmm. like 
to the point where I'm they they seeded some bear spots and some large bear spots on their lawn. And that's how apathetic that they are, that I was surprised that they bothered. It's just loaded with weeds. They mow it like once every three weeks. And the only thing to mow is dandelions. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they just don't care. So I was surprised when they reseeded parts of their lawn because they weren't getting rid of weeds ahead of time. Nothing else was prepared. So it was just kind of odd in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yet. They didn't water. They didn't do anything right. They they planted seed and then they just ignored it. And we had days of like four days straight of sun where the seeds are completely dry out and die yeah, because they weren't now. getting the moisture. They're like right in a very sunny part where that part of their lawn will it doesn't get shade ever. And now their grass, that seed, which was completely like way over seed. They put way too much seed down. There shouldn't have been any seed. It is growing like crazy. It's thick. They can mow it. It's nuts. They completely ignored it. They didn't water. They didn't do anything. I am babying my grass in the back. And Weird. It's barely growing. Yeah, it's sparse. It's like I did overseed it too much. And so the seeds were competing too much. And so none of, not enough of them um, germinated. And so anyway, it's hilarious that, you know, I know what I'm doing and I'm properly taking care of it in the back. And it looks nowhere near as nice as the people that do not care. Weird. And didn't do anything with it. Yeah, it was really funny. So um, lesson learned. Screw the rules. <laughs> just throw down as just much gonna, as you can. Yep. Just going to run around like a, a overexcited flower girl at a wedding. I'm going to bring my little basket out, grab the seed with my hand and just start throwing it in the air as I skip around the lawn. Maybe they threw down so much that the top layer kept the bottom layer wet. <laughs> right? I, you know what? It very well could have been. It was absolutely nuts. So anyway, um, my neighbors, screw you neighbors, but congratulations. You can mow your grass and I can't yet. Hmm. But it was fun. It was and it was a good week. Fantastic week. Sweet. Oh, actually, one side thing. I'm sorry to take so long. Um, we finally finished reading the first of the three books of Lord of the Rings to my kids. Oh, nice. Now, my kids for listeners are eight and ten, and sometimes people forget how dry Tolkien is. Mm -hmm. Tolkien is like you read The Hobbit and that's designed for kids, but you read The Lord of the Rings. And when you're finished the story, it's epic. It's cool. So much happened. You can't believe how much has happened on this journey. It's really, really good. In retrospect, you start reading through it. And it's old English, too. It's not like reading C.S. Lewis, like even though it's the same time, it's not like reading that which he's still even now c.s lewis speaks in a more modern way than than tolkien wrote and my goodness my poor kids i had to i like i want them to learn certain words and certain things but i like i'd be skipping two paragraphs sure. of well they looked east mm -hmm. but then they looked west and then they saw the river to the south there was just so much and it's because it's in a lot older english um you know i'm not going to say things like they burnt a bunch of faggots to get a fire started you right. know i'm going to change some of the words right so mm -hmm. um yeah, but anyway, we finally finished it. My kids are so good. They were great listeners. And so I said, okay, I'm not going to read your books two and three. You can just read them on your own when you're older. It's just too old for the age. It's just that kind of um, the well, wording and the Leaving them on a cliffhanger at the end of one? Well, no, but so now what we're going to do is Oliver apparently doesn't even remember The Hobbit when we read it to him. And it was, I think, only a year ago. So mm -hmm. we're watching the three Hobbit movies and then we're going to watch the three Lord of the Rings movies. Cool. And so we started watching The Hobbit yesterday, mm -hmm. and it's just great, Justin, as a family, watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it was great to actually finally start showing them this stuff. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Kids saw their first decapitation without blood. Nice. Is that in Hobbit? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, first one of The Hobbit. One mm. of the prequel parts where the made-up super orc decapitated Thorin's granddaddy and threw his head to him. Mm. Right away, Aaron and I are like, oh, please don't make us take a start. Make that be the only thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, no, it was a good week. Good week. Nice. Tell me about yours. Um, my week was my week was good. It was I was sick. So that doesn't help. Right. Yeah, I was it, it got like better. And then I thought I was good. And then my body was like, nope. And just got slammed for two days where I just felt like, yeah, it was awful. But it was good. It was busy. It was uh, a lot of out and about. And um, yeah, it was, I'm trying to think we, um, a couple, a couple like harder parts of the week where you just, you know, you reassess and rethink about how your life's not that bad. We went, um, my wife was at a funeral for uh, a girl that we knew was really yes. young that passed away, which was too bad. 
I and remember then, you uh, mentioning that before. Um, she went to yeah, it. Yeah, she went to that. And then um, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that I know, uh, his dad just passed away. So, you know, it's tough. Some people are going through, but uh, yeah, just makes you realize you're not. It, things are fine. We're doing all right. And then uh, what else did we, we finally watch Equalizer 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. You went so, out? Nah. We so speaking home. of people passing away. Yeah, I was. It, I liked Equalizer you just, 3. <laughs> well, they're like the amount of death in those movies. Mm-hmm, there's quite a bit. It's a lot of funerals. Yeah. But, uh, so what'd you think? You didn't walk out of the theater this time. We watched it at home. Oh. Uh, <laughs> bad boy. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I like. I liked all the Equalizer movies, though. This one was a good one. It's, um, it seemed almost like they tied it up pretty quick. You know, like the end is kind of, kind of abrupt a little bit, but, uh, I liked it and, uh, we had missed literally almost all of it. Like, I, I think we got to about the 35 minute mark, um, at the point that we had walked out. But even in that first 35 minutes, there were parts in there that I was like, huh, I don't remember this. N- neither of us mm-hmm. remembered like certain parts of it, but yeah, it was good. I liked it. And then there was something else I was going to tell you. How's that note taking working out for you? I you said you were going to do throughout the week. I don't really do it. I, I was going to, mm-hmm. I was thinking about actually doing my lawn this weekend because this weekend is going to lead into some rain. And so mm-hmm. I feel like it might be a good time to do it. I'm just not sure if I'm going to be, especially because after this week, things get really crazy. So, uh, yeah. Crazy schedule wise, not crazy yeah, weather wise. Just work right? wise. So I haven't, I haven't quite figured out if I'm going to try and make that work this weekend. We've got Thanksgiving. So then it gets busy with people coming over and, Got the Qatar yes. F1 race, so that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, but... qualifying, hey, in 25 minutes. Is it already? No. Is it is that because there's a sprint or what? Is there a sprint with this one? Yes, that's right. Yes, that is why. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, sweet. So that'll be fun to watch. And then, um, yeah, the, the week was, yeah, overall it was good. I played when I was sick on the weekend. I played uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the new Liberty, Phantom Liberty expansion yeah. that just came out, and that was really good. Good. I'm glad yeah. they fixed that game for the people that... Yeah, know, it's in a really good spot now. Like, it, really it like really it. bombed, obviously. That was a huge point of conversation because of how Path of Exile, for us, it was big because of yep. they how Path adjusted. of Exile finally, like, not finally, but actually modified their very strict schedule to accommodate it, and then it just blew, and that whole company lost its all-legit reputation, but people still want it to be successful. The idea of the game was great. Kind of like how we wish Path of Exile 1 was fantastic. Yeah. So I'm happy for it. Yeah, it was it was good there. The new uh, Idris Alba is the uh, oh great. character that you're talking with a lot in the in the game. And was the first one Keanu Reeves? Mm-hmm. And he's still in the expansion. They actually added him. Like he still has more lines and new stuff in the expansion. But they did they definitely did a really good job with the 2.0 update and then this expansion, like bringing the game to a fun spot to play. Hmm. But yeah, no, it was uh, overall the week was fine. It was just I hate being sick. I take as much as I can when I'm sick because I. Uh, just need to make it through the day. But then what that means is taking all that stuff by like, well, sometimes in the middle of the day, but most of the time by like seven or eight, I'm exhausted. Yeah. So, but yeah, mm. overall good week. And uh, yeah, I just got to debate now what to do about my grass. Cause if Don't I debate, do it, just do it. What do you, what do you, what are you planning uh, on doing? I want to, I want to um, scrap, like go right down thatch and it. then thatch it again. And then, I might, I kind of want to throw some sand down and actually level it a little bit in the front, which just makes more work if I do that before I overseed. So the timing of those two things don't matter. Well, they do if I want to overseed. Well, the thatching, not really, because you're not going to get a lot if you decide to do it this weekend, next weekend, or like I can't thatch it though once I've seeded, once I've overseeded. No, right. But if you thatch it, no matter what you're going to do. Yeah, well, I could, I could thatch it and... Well, so I I'd still would have to scrape it, like go right down if I was going to yeah. dethatch it just to make it easier on myself. But I also don't want to go through the process of those two things and not overseed no, right not now, seed. especially mm-hmm. with the weather starting. Because we're at a good point now where the soil temperature is actually into a good spot. The temperatures are coming down. We're starting to get like, I don't mind watering. That's easy enough for me. But um, we're also going to have some rain starting pretty soon. So, yeah, I don't know. Not sure yet. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. What do we I got this should. week in PoE? I was I was going to joke before we get there that, um, you know how like when you're watching a show and you like look up an actor or something and you realize they're of your nationality. So for us Canadian and you're like, oh, cool. And it makes you feel like extra special or like Canadians are cool or whatever it is. OK, I don't know. 
we get that whenever we look up and I'm like looking at um, going through the expanse. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Who's that? They look familiar. And I'm like, oh, Canadian. That's why they're familiar. Canadian. From, I remember that's right, them. Because they're Canadian. I know, Joe. <laughs> and uh, but no, it's, it was, so it's funny. And then, you know, it's like, you know, a, a, a player gets into the NFL or a Canadian player makes it to, you know, a European soccer team or whatever it is. And you're like, yeah, Canadian. Yeah. You just I don't know, whatever it is. You feel like extra happy about it. My wife and I have this joke where um, because we're, you know, excited. Oh, look, another Canadian actor. Oh, that's great. Um, so the reason I was thinking of this, of course, is Keanu Reeves. You were talking about Keanu Reeves. I'm like, yeah, Canadian. And then so and then you're like Idris Elba. And I'm like, oh, man, I really like him. Ah, I wish he was Canadian. We should just say, ah, let's just pretend my wife and I, we always pretend that every actor we like is Canadian, even though they're clearly not. And it's not funny out loud, but it was really funny. I thought head. you were going to lead up into like, he is no, Canadian. No, that was it. That was it. No, <laughs> but we should just say that he's Canadian. <laughs> nice one. That's it. All right. This week, every <laughs> actor that we talk about, we should be like, oh, and they're Canadian. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, that's a good, good, good talk. Just good talk. Uh, this week in PUE was uh, good. They had a uh, build of the week, which I, I don't think I've seen one build of the week this, this time around. This no, I don't usually watch them. Um, but it's Emil God's explosive arrow curtain call minor. It's a lot of words. Uh What would the curtain call have to do with anything? What is that? Is that, there's no skill. Well, you got to click the video just. Oh, but there's nothing called curtain call in the game. I don't know. Okay. Well, just another thing I won't ever know. What else? we got? (laughs) I know competition (laughs) highlights. Some really, really cool ones in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, in MTX land crucible. Oh yeah. The crucible, um, um, mystery boxes are now available. Oh, crucible micro microtransactions from the mystery box from last mm-hmm. last uh, mm-hmm. a league. Yeah, cool. And then they came out with an after image flicker strike, a consuming creeping frost, mm-hmm. and a magmatic impending doom slash hex blast, which yeah. is like fiery. I looked at those two. Do you, do you have the link open for the one that is magmatic magmatic impending doom? Mm-hmm. And so you're on like the preview, like the YouTube preview or whatever, yeah. where it shows the YouTube preview. When I yeah. clicked Magmatic Impending Doom after looking at the preview on the YouTube, I was really disappointed because <laughs> that preview on the YouTube thumbnail looks really cool. I had to stare it, at the video for a while going like, what? I don't see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It never had that really cool, bright effect that I ever saw. Right. It's like clicking on like... um uh something online and you think this person looks a certain way because of their profile pic and then you see them live and you're like nope that's a totally different person but then you realize <laughs> it's like it was like that one exact yeah, moment one in angle <laughs> yeah exactly that's what they were doing they were taking their profile pic for their for their socials that's what yep. that that's what that mtx was doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh yeah cool uh those ones are neat and then um patches i forgot to go through the patches just a sec that's fine i read through them but you go you go now i'll mark it oh they added a relic locker next to divinia again i feel like they do that every time yeah they did do some other divinia forbidden sanctum changes in the last patch as well some of these some of the stuff i just didn't really care but it's cool that they added them eater of worlds had a good change Damage dealt by the tentacles in the boss fight are now considered to be damage from the Eater of World, not the tentacles. That's really good. Good for yeah. like, you know, when you're especially because I do a lot of my curses on triggers, mm-hmm. cast and damage taken. So, I mean, granted, that's an AOE, but not a lot of thing. Not everything needs to be that generous with an AOE. So that was good. Updated the description of divine orbs and blessed orbs to no longer specify numeric values. Oh, I like that. I did notice that too because I went through this week and I nakedified, nakedified uh, all the characters in standard that I'm not using on console, and so I was taking off all their gear, all their gems, putting it into my stash, and you know, just making sure that all my good gear was going to be on characters that I'm actually using. And I noticed that my MTX stayed on my characters. Uh, so what I was reading was character like that, microtransactions yeah. no longer require an equipped item to display their effect, which is great for armor. So you can actually pick your look at the beginning. I do like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I did kind of like the old way too, because it was fun to set your MTX. And then as you equipped armor, then mm. that MTX would start showing up. And I'd be like, huh, just by looking around, I'm like, oh yeah, I still need a chest. <laughs> <laughs> 
improve the performance of the visual effect applied to monsters with the poisons modifier. Hmm. Neat. Yeah. It is interesting to me how many general improvements are being made to the core game. They're not like all league specific. Which is a good thing. It is. It's just it's always interesting with the with the timing of it. Because um, you never know how much they're actually going to be carrying over to Path of Exile 2. Mm. But, uh, you know, Path of Exile 1 sticking around. But it's just, I don't know. Like, you brought up a really interesting point that's made me think a lot farther with every change that they're making. When they brought, when they changed SRS, the mm-hmm. description to SRS to finally include the damage conversion in the description. You were saying that they, maybe it's, they're adding, they were, that it was just at that point that they were adding SRS to Path of Exile 2 and realized that wasn't in the description. So I'm wondering, you know, everything that's now changing to the core game. Right. I'm thinking, all right, that's just something that's else. Going that's through it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all of a sudden now I'm thinking like, okay, is the, who was it? The Eater of Worlds mm-hmm. in Path of Exile 2? Probably not. I would hope not. I would hope there's yeah, some hope different ending stuff. Yep. Uh, Grinding Your Games is hiring a VFX artist and C++ engineer, engine programmers easy and yeah no problem (laughs) again i always get entertained by the oh can you hire from home oh i wish i could Mm -hmm. no no criticism to them i i say the same things but it's entertaining to see how many there are how many people would actually love to work there and do that job so it's good news for them and then uh the another youtube video got posted action rpg roundtable that was with all the big wigs i did like that one for all the different companies yeah and that would be good listening to again as well yeah, that no, was one I like. More just as a nerdy fan, it doesn't really tell you lots about the coming Path of Excel 2. The no. GGG representative, Chris, was there two GGG people or was it just Chris? No, just Chris. But uh, that's uh, they why didn't I say liked actually it. much about the game. Yes, of course. Yeah, it was right. fun listening. Although I, I think the two brothers sort of like commandeered most of the conversation. Uh, Still, I don't it's great. Were, it yeah, was the, good though. I like hearing from other yeah. people. Yeah, especially about topics. I was I was impressed with the bravery of some of the topics. They weren't babying GGG. There was yeah, like they some totally that were intentionally against stuff that GGG has always been emphatic about. Yep. Yeah, it was a good... I'm glad we watched that one because we had debated yeah. almost not doing that one when we were recording that for right. XLCon 2. So I did like that one. Mm-hmm. Did you play PoE this week? Yeah, lots actually. All this right. was a good week for it. Um, but I, I saw wanted one to of bring... your str- oh, okay, go, go, go ahead. No, do I was going to say, I, want, I saw one of your streams where you were like, yes, I'm, I don't remember what it was, something about I'm streaming, but I'm just doing inventory. Oh yeah, I'm doing inventory. That's right. I'm broadcasting, doing inventory. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, because um, I that was me when I was like taking the gear off all the characters that I wasn't actively playing and going through and either vendoring them or saving them and same with the gems that were in there. And uh, so I finished doing that, but I was curious about one or two characters that I was thinking about stripping or keeping. And so I played a couple maps with that character and then somebody logs in and is like, excuse me, this isn't inventory. I want my money back. <laughs> uh, but you brought up a good point when we were looking at the private league and we were thinking about when the private league is going to end, mm-hmm. how long it's been going on. You brought up a good, uh, good little observation here. Let me oh, stupid. I want the big version. I hate. What's this program we use? Trello? Yeah, I hate it. Why? Because, okay. So, <laughs> reasons. Um, GGG has been quite consistently on a four month schedule for the mm-hmm. year now, over a year now. And they were emphatic about their three month schedule for a long time. Obviously, we brought up that one small blip in that i mean once they started their three-month schedule they were very very married to it very faithful Mm -hmm. and then cyberpunk was the one exception that release and then not necessarily that it was cyberpunk that changed it all for them obviously we wouldn't know what changed but this past year it's it's been a four-month schedule lake of calandra was released in august right the eighth month Sanctum, the next league, was released on the 12th month, so that's four months. Crucible was released on the fourth month, which is, again, four months later. And Ancestor was released on the eighth month. So you go 8, 12, 4, 8. And, and it's I been feel pretty confident that 323 is coming out in December. I do not see them releasing a new league in November. 
I would be completely shocked if they did that just because we know they right. make money in December. So I feel like it's going to, we're going to see another four month cycle, which is fine. Um, I would be kind of cool if they told us that that was the direction, like that maybe they've seen that it's helped them develop better. I don't, I don't know, but it would be nice to not expect a three month and then get a four month, even though I don't really care. I don't mind the four month schedule. Um, it is a little weird that if you look over the last year, the last four leagues have all been separated by four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very, very much so. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of luck in there if they, you know, remember with our criticisms to XLCon and Goblin Mode getting home right away. Maybe there was the intention to go back to the three months. Maybe they saw the Christmas time lane again and saw how things were working out. I don't know. It's all it's all different. Like it it is. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. And it's not even necessarily our business. But as fans, it is fun to know. But it is an odd thing for me when we talk, when we go back to that conversation about when there we think their intentional release window was for 322 because of XLCon. But this makes it seem that this pattern, when we're looking at this little clip here, or the little, what is that screenshot of it being very systematically four months like to the week almost. I don't know, just I have so many questions about then again, the timing of XLCon, but then I go back to this, but then I get kind of excited. I'm like, okay, like if you're sucking it up, like you make a ton of money having four leagues instead of three a year. So if you're actually willing to go and this is a planned thing, this isn't just about revolving around XLCon, which it could be right. It just very well could be, you know, staff is just stripped bare leading up to XLCon and then afterwards. So maybe we'll get back into December again. It'll be the four month, the fourth or the last one, but it'll be another four month wait. But then it'll get back into three. So maybe it was just XLCon. But it does give me hope that if they are going to four months, going into Path of Exile 2, I'm like, all right. Things are going to be polished. Things are going to be good. Gives me hope for that. You know what I mean? Like a well thought out league. They have more time to come up with a legit league that suits the game, that suits the core game, that suits standard once, you know, that league gets removed from the game. I don't know. I, I yeah. get hopeful. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, so the Calandra League came out on a three month cycle, like when it actually came out and that, that league would, did not come out great. But then there was a four month lead up to Sanctum. Sanctum came out decently while we, you know, I struggled with it. I know you didn't like it. It took me a while to figure it out. Sanctum is definitely one of people's favorite leagues. Yes. Uh, and it came out well. It, it, came, it out. came out decently. It took them a little bit in the beginning to figure out like, well, maybe it was more people figuring out Sanctum. Maybe that's more what it was. But. They did do like balance changes to uh, enemy AOE, um, the amount of enemies in areas like there was a tiny bit of that. But in terms of um, that was more feedback based, it wasn't necessarily like glitch oriented. You know what I mean? It was more balance, but it yep. wasn't like horrendous balance to improving balance. It was it, like yep. it released, in my opinion, anyway, it released. OK, but you're right. Yeah, I didn't like it. Just hang on a sec. Yep. I have a sweater on and I'm sweating too much and headsets back on go um i was gonna say as well i want to say it was around the calandra sanctum league time might have been a little bit before that where we started to feel though that the base game was at a really good spot um but then crucible came out that was another four month lead up and crucible came out actually quite good there were some things they needed to fix with that first you know the first node being a little bit stupid and but crucible came out pretty good and then ancestor came out all right while i have definitely my frustrations with ancestor um, it didn't come out in a terrible spot. So I don't know, like the four month thing seems to be decent. I, we haven't had a league like Calandra come out since Calandra and those have been all four month lead ups. I don't know if that's made a difference or it's just chance that those leagues just happen to be good no, leagues, right. but it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I would be shocked if 323 comes out in November, which would be the three month, you know, right. cycle. I, it, that wouldn't make any sense to me at all for them to release a league in November, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. What do you think would be the best time for a company to release? I mean, they've had many December releases and the dates fluctuated slightly, but when do you think, cause they always release on a Friday Pacific standard time. If you were to pick like a day and ignore the day of the week, would you do it just before Christmas, just after Christmas? When would you I would release do it, it where they almost have always done it that second week of December Agreed. leading yeah. into people having holiday time and people I mean, I would say December, just a note, GGG, 
you could make piss loads more money if you came up with a gifting option because <laughs> people could actually buy points or stuff for people for Christmas. I think that would be awesome. And and coming out at a league launch time around Christmas time. And can you imagine if you could buy the $90 package as a gift for somebody? That'd be amazing. Just an easy one for sure. Yeah, I want I want GGG. I would love GGG to be the kind of company where they're thinking big, like bigger than they are. Like I would love like look at who their competitors are. They're massive people. Now, granted, GGG is a small company in comparison to any of these other companies, but their game itself is massive. So as a fan, I compare them to these AAA companies and I would love to start seeing like GGG point cards at the at the grocery store next to League of Legends and the Sony Play Store and Steam cards. I'd love to see because there are, you know, like Roblox or whatever the, some of the other games are that you can buy. I want to see a Path of Exile right there. I'd love it. I'd love it. I don't know the logistics that go into that. I've never worked for a company or been part of that part of marketing for that aspect of things. So I don't know how much more it would be worth it. But goodness me, that would be great. Yeah, I'd maybe love to see day. them think in that scale or see that scale. Maybe they do and that stuff's just not worth it. But as a fan, I want I just want it bigger and better. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, little segment here, Justin, before mm -hmm. I tell you about my Path of Exile week. I assume you didn't play. You played. Um, I didn't play much this week just because of being sick and work. But I did play yeah. a little bit of Cyberpunk. So no, no POE right. this week. I'm waiting for our private league. All right. So I, I almost I, did. I almost did two days ago. What? But that I was going to start something up to play more Trails of the Ancients. Mm, that's probably, wouldn't that be awesome on. if that's what the next league is called? Trails of the Ancients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Trials of the Ancestors. Next league is Trails of the Ancients. Mm -hmm. Next is Pathway of the Elderly. All right, what's the question? Um, well, did you know, I didn't know this, this whole time in my life. Now, granted, I'm not a dual wielding person, but I have tried dual wielding it multiple times throughout my stuff. It's not how my builds normally have worked but i'm i was revamping not revamping i was tweaking my zombie build mm -hmm. and i was also going through remember last week i was talking about how i went back to really wanting um spiritual aid to be a big part of my build and making dominating blow work i was trying to make it work with the champion and then i started getting that hard on again for cluster jewels and trying to make that work. So anyway, I was doing like lots and lots of theory crafting this past month and it kind of came to fruition this week with any decisions that I was making. Hopefully I remember the results of all my theory crafting, but I'm like, so I'm, I'm doing some changes with my witch and I realize that I'm using, I, I mean, I've always known I was using bone offering and I'm doing that with what is it? Mistress of sacrifice. No, I forget which one it is now. The, I don't want to say it wrong. It's just to say, yeah, Mistress of Sacrifice, where the offering skills impact me as well. And so I'm using bone offering, so I'm getting the block chance. But I realize I'm like, oh, crap, I totally forgot about that. And I've been dual wielding wands for the longest time. So anyway, I bring that back in the path of building and I'm seeing, OK, well, what if I switch to flesh offering or all this? Would it end up working better? And then if I was switching to flesh offering, I don't actually need the cast speed. So should I, you know, switch that to what the whatever the other one is where you get um, brute? I already closed it. Oh, no, I didn't. Um, now, unnatural strength where you give your minions unholy might. And I'm like, OK, well, then do I take away brutality? And I'm going and going. And all of a sudden I see I import my care. I've imported my character and I see my block chance has barely changed. It's only gone down by like 10 percent. And I'm like, that's not right. What's going on? So I go and I check and I'm like, what's going on? It's giving me a block chance and I don't have a shield on. What's going on? So I go on the wiki. Did you know you get a 15 percent block chance, an inherent block chance when you're dual wielding? Uh, it does sound familiar, but I right. don't play dual wielding that often. That but yeah, sounds, that does sound familiar. Right. Yeah, it sounds familiar to me, too. But I completely forgot about it. And so this, I spent like half a day, like in my mind as I'm doing chores. I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. I like I'd love to get the extra bonus damage from having two wands, you know, plus minion damage, plus this. I don't really want the minion shield. That's all. Yes. I like either a pure strength one with the big life implicit. I think that's the Ezemite shield. Or the Archite shields that give the extra 12 to resist. I like those ones. And I'm like, man, I really don't want to use that minion shield. It'd be nice to dual wield and to get the convoking ones. And I could have saved myself half a day of like humming and hawing. Because I, I totally forgot. And to the point where when I saw that, it wasn't even like, oh yeah. It was 
Really? It's wrong. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, but you know, you get so dual wielding, you get an inherent 15% block chance against attacks. So good news. I got to keep bone offering with my uh my skills. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Another did you know? How do I make this bigger? Gosh, I hate this program so much. Okay. I completely forgot to the point where it wasn't an oh yeah, it was really? It was that same kind of thing. That you get a bonus 30% quantity to your maps if you run them unID'd. I thought it was 20. Is it 30? It is 30. Hmm. Sweet. Yeah, I, I didn't know you have that. I thought it was 20 though. Yeah. So I did not know that. Putting an unID'd map in your device gives you plus 30% quantity. Which is a bonus when you're running red maps later and you corrupt it and it becomes an unidentified one because you already know the modifiers that were on it and you've rolled all your stuff onto it. But when you um, valid, if it becomes an mm -hmm. unidentified, it's got the same roles, but then you're also getting the bonus quant from the unidentified map. Yes. So, yeah, I was definitely thinking of that because I was thinking about going back to Wandering Path uh, in the Atlas Pass of Tree and then stocking up on item quantity again. Mm hmm. So I was thinking about that, looking it up, and then I came across that on the wiki. So that was pretty cool. So did you know? My last did you know mm -hmm. is did you, you know, did you know that there's a drop penalty in the game? There is a penalty to the chance of currency items and div cards dropping in areas when a monster level is two levels lower than your character or more. Didn't know that one. I didn't know that either. Obviously, there's math equations that go to it. But yeah, for each additional level that you have compared to the area's monster level, the chance of a currency and divination card item drop is reduced by two and a half percent for it's each weird level. Under... Like, well, the highest area level for a normal map is going to be 83. So if you're no, for 90... a T16. Right. So what they're saying is like if you're farming for a div card, or exalts or whatever you can't go into a t1 and just blast through everything you're not going to get a better return for getting but isn't currency. That decreasing the drops as you're leveling trying to level towards 100 in a t16 map well yes and no but i mean when you're at the top of the tier it doesn't really matter because you're not choosing to try and cheese the system you're just doing the best that you can right but yes i mean technically if you're in an if monster level 83 is their max or 84 or 85 and you're 90. I mean, the game's just so they've probably tweaked the game too. Hopefully, there's some cap to that or something because it would be weird if you actually are more beneficial to be farming a tier 16 map at level 83 or 84 than trying to progress and actually level up. That would be weird to me. Like if you were, if your sole purpose was magic find, does that mean that you just continuously die at 84 so you can keep running them at the <laughs> the best chance of stuff dropping? That seems weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works once you get to T16s, but it definitely prevents people from going back into yellows or whites and, and farming. So I didn't know that there was a drop penalty. Hmm. So there is that. So this week, a good thing happened. All right. But it came from a bad thing in Path of Exile Land. Hmm. I've been starting to get really... Uh, the more I find out about Path of Exile 2, for the most part, the better. Like, I've expressed some of my concerns about what their item weight's going to be. You know, they're coming out with 600 new items, but they're not going to have implicits, which are now the eh, quote-unquote cornerstone for the user having any hope of filtering their base items in the game. You know, the, the default filter is coming back. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, there's been th some things I've been discouraged about uh, coming through. But despite that, there's been a lot of things about Path of Exile 2 that have been exciting me, right? Just like the gameplay in a way slowing down because character animations are only so fast and every skill casts in a different way. Uh, there's going to be 36 ascendancies with each of them, assumingly having some very character specific things. Druid would be an example, right? Now, the Druid's a character class, not an Ascendancy, so who knows how those skills will be spread out throughout the Ascendancies. But there's there's lots that are encouraging. Another one, of course, that I keep referencing is the introduction of gravity, and so hopefully off-screen damage is eliminated. But that also, throughout the time since summer, when we've had ExileCon, that's kind of been discouraging as well. Not for Path of Exile 2, I'm excited about that, but it's making me dislike path of exile more 
like Path of Exile to me has always been a game that I've always wanted to be my favorite game, but there's been so many frustrations with it. I've enjoyed play the game. I enjoy theory crafting, but when I actually get down to play, there's so much that infuriates me. Uh, like a couple examples would be off-screen damage. That's always annoying, no matter what league mechanic you come out with or changes, as long as off-screen damage exists, it, it's really frustrating. Um, random bursts of insane damage that, you know, for example, like how crits are determined. I was fighting someone just last night, right? A big red beast. And I'm taking it, fine, I'm taking it. I'm not even losing half my life. And then all of a sudden, the exact same thing happens and boom, I'm dead. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing to tell me that that incoming damage was going to be greater than the previous one. You know, that kind of stuff. Uh, on death effects that deal damage drive me nuts. Um, the ability to not see anything, like how uh, visual clarity works within the game. And then when you combine all those things together, it just... Despite the fact that that's only four things, those are huge things that are in every battle, with the exception of off-screen damage, it's in every battle you deal with. And it, it is very frustrating. It does take a lot of the fun out of the game, no matter, as long as that's in the game, it doesn't matter what changes they make to the game, it's still a frustrating experience to go through unless you're a pure damage character. For me. For me. That's just my opinion on it. And so, since Path of Exile 2 has been announced, but we've started to learn more since this most previous Exile Con, I've been disliking Path of Exile 1 more and more and more. It just kind of emphasizes the stuff that I hate about this, whereas I see that the changes that are coming to Path of Exile 2, which of course I'm excited about. So it's been discouraging. There's been, I've had like, I even messaged you this week how like fed up I am with mm -hmm. the game and that kind of stuff. And not saying I'm quitting the game, but like I definitely needed a different approach to the game. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for Path of Exile 2, but I mean, I really don't want to have to slog through Path of Exile 1. But I was also encouraged by people. I was also talking about that with some people on Twitch uh, as I was playing this week, and they were all really encouraging. It was all a very edifying conversation. They were talking about, you know, well, you know, maybe the default filter is going to have new rules. Maybe their new item system is actually going to benefit the default filter and you don't won't necessarily be as dependent on somebody else's custom filters. And they were just talking about uh, all the different, you know, they're going to make sure, you know, it was more of the encouragement, like, you know, trust in GGG that they're actually doing good things. You know what I mean? They're going to keep Path of Exile 1 as Path of Exile 1 because that's what Path of Exile 1 people like. You know what I mean? And as opposed to trying to make them the same game. So that kind of attitude and conversation was edifying to me. It made me, it doesn't change that I hate off-screen damage or surprise damage that comes from lack of clarity or anything like that, but it changed my attitude towards Path of Exile 1 until Path of Exile 2 comes out, you know, kind of like giving me a more positive hope for Path of Exile 2 that they are putting these changes into Path of Exile 2 also to separate itself from Path of Exile 1. These are the changes they want to make, but how Path of Exile 1 is now won't be a reflection as to how Path of Exile 2 is going to be. So it was good. I had um, I had a very discouraging week this week, but it was also very encouraging. And so thank you to those in Twitch that were chatting and encouraging me. And I am, it's kind of like it's reinvigorated. I was cup half empty for Path of Exile 2 with all this stuff because a lot of the core things that I wanted to be changed haven't been touched on yet in conversations. And with the questions that we've asked and have had answered, the, the answers were kind of deflating because it seemed like they weren't things that were being considered. But the conversations kind of made me cup half full for Path of Exile 2 instead of cup half, cup half empty. So that was nice. And it's also helped with all of my um, theory crafting and playing this week. Justin, how much time do you have? I'm good. How does it how did it help you with that? I, I was going to say, with regards to the stuff you brought up that yeah, you don't like about PoE do. 1, though, uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of that stuff they actually take into effect with PoE 2. I mean, they did talk about the off-screen damage, which is great. Uh, Neon says how much he hates it, which I love and agree with. Um, after death doesn't seem to be going anywhere. We literally saw someone die trying to pick up loot to uh, after death damage in ExileCon. After boss loot, nonetheless. Yeah. So I don't think after death damage is going anywhere. Um, it would be nice to see some visual clarity. I also, I, I'm, I'm with you on the critting side of things. I would actually rather just um, monsters can't crit and let me plan around their damage. But I do understand that that 
takes a lot of stuff off the tree and a lot of stuff, you know, that uh, modifiers that reduce crit damage and stuff like that, then all of a sudden comes out of the game. I don't actually care. I'm fine with that. Figure out something else to put in its place. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much of that stuff they actually take into the planning for PoE2. Uh, right. I, I would mostly love to see just better visual clarity. I think I yeah. think if I knew when a monster was going to crit or could could alter my play sure. style or something around that, that then that's fine. Um, but you can't see anything in, in the game. You just no. can't. I, I love killing hordes, but I do want to see what's happening. And mm -hmm. I, I agree. I would love to see no crits by enemies. But if you're going to have crits in the game, make it something that tells me that hit's going to be different than the one that I've just been tanking. Which and then honestly, also ties into visual clarity. It, like you well, gotta that's be able exactly to see it. it. Mm -hmm. And if, on death effects are extremely annoying, but a lot of that's tied into visual clarity. And if visual clarity is not an issue, then on death effects aren't as much of an issue because you'd be like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. Like one thing that one on death effect, or I guess it's three that I never, ever care about because it, it the visual clarity is just perfect for it or when enemies die and then they have those massive fire cold or lightning rings which is better now it wasn't better it, oh we yeah, i could never see them before it was the yeah. biggest pain in the butt you used to like sneakily keep me in them so that mm -hmm. i would die but now that they're that big they don't bother me at all in a fight I, they're easy to get rid of and now granted i don't think bosses should because people are so excited for boss loot that a non-death effect to me is just I don't know, that extra waiting to be safe because, you know, the boss died with a live grenade attached to a chest. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's Do just, it for visual. Make the on-death effect for visual. Like, it like looks Malachi. cool. Malachi. Right. Yeah, but don't, don't make it affect me. Right, because we, they're trying to make us excited for boss loot again with Path of Exile 2. So, but anyway, yes, I agree. Like, as long as visual clarity is fixed, a lot of those things are much less of an issue. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, so last week I was experimenting like crazy with my surprise minion build. That was the build where I was doing Dominating Blow and Herald of Agony and uh, Summon Phantasms. That was, you know, like, you know, it doesn't look like I have any minions around, but as soon as I start sweeling and dealing, all of a sudden all these minions appear. So I was doing that. That was champion. I finally figured it out. I came out with like, I'm like, yes, I really like this layout of my tree. I like the stats I'm getting. I love the minion placement. I'm happy with the damage I'm going to get and the recovery and the mitigate, like all of it. I was just really happy with the build. And so I respect my champ and standard. It's level 85. So I was only missing about one cluster and one notable from it. And I even had the tree set up in a certain way where I'm like, sweet, I could just chop the tree right here and I'll get a whole bunch of nodes that I'll get that and better stats if I put those into the cluster jewels instead, if I get the cluster jewels that I want. So it was it was even good for that type of manipulation. Absolutely loved it. I get into the game, start playing around. It wasn't fun. Oh, no. At all. No, it wasn't. And I keep forgetting, and this is a dominating blow thing. It's just the design of Path of Exile 1 and strike skills in general. But I had to pay way too much attention. Like I have a lot of minions around me, but even if it was just dominating blow, that's a minimum of nine minions. And to be within a melee range of a character, because you can swing your, I was using an axe, you can swing your axe lots, but not be within range of melee. So you technically don't know you're hitting somebody, right? If you think you're close. So no matter what your weapon range is, like, so on a mouse, you can, let's say dominating blow is my right click. I can right click on a character on an enemy and my character will follow it around. It doesn't just stand still. If it comes out of range, it'll move closer. There isn't that option in controller support where you're just holding an analog stick and it just start your character moves forward until it can hit. It doesn't do that. And I can't aim that specifically, especially in a game where we were just talking about how bad visual clarity is. I can't switch to a mouse and specifically click on stuff you know anytime i want to pick up a scroll of wisdom it's taken me three clicks because i never click it right so it with controller support for me the build itself just required way too much mental energy the idea of the build i loved it's always you know me i've been talking about spiritual aid for forever and ever and ever and wanting it to be a legit part of my build but just with that build that i was thinking of it was just the gameplay sucked I'm sure the build would be fine for other people, but I did not like it at all. No, it was really cool when, you know, all of a sudden I have 30 minions around me, or I guess, what, nine, 
10 and 4. But either way, I, all around me. But then I also have my zombies with me. And it was just lots and lots of fun. But it just didn't work. And another thing that I found is um, I have the tree within terms of minion mitigation. Was the I had the exact same clusters and nodes and masteries as my witch as my necromancer with the zombies so the minions have the same life and mitigation it was only my personal notes that i was switching for the champ and my zombies could not stay alive at all i was using the same like they were all 2020 gems that i wasn't like re-leveling anything in terms of that but being the champ instead of the necro was the difference between my zombies living and my zombies not having a chance wow yeah it was crazy and i was testing this on white t16s hmm and so it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting to see how much those changes. Granted, I mean, I'm, I'm doing bone offering with that one and not with the other, but still it was like my zombies were getting wiped out as opposed to just losing one or two in certain circumstances. So that was a little discouraging because I hopefully when Path of Exile 2 comes out, when it comes to minion builds, their survivability isn't solely based on a specific ascendancy. Mm-hmm. I know there's uh, so many different ways to play minion builds, but you know me, I like my stagnant permanent minions and I do the whole point of that is to have them alive unless you actually have a benefit from them dying. So that was discouraging, but then it was eating me alive that I had, I love the changes that I made to my necromancer, like my pure zombie build that I have each league in and out. I just love the changes that I made to it. I'm, I'm much more defensive. I was able to keep survivability with my minions. Of course, that cuts into damage, but I was still pleased with the damage. And the reason that I couldn't do this setup before was because I doing this change prior to this league removed way too much offense that it wasn't worth the defense. Know what I mean? But they added Guardian's Blessing, this league, which lets me add another aura, no matter what it is, and let me... Basically, it's an aura for free, except it costs an entire four lane. Right. I have my stone golem or chaos golem meat shield because that reduces the degradation that the support brings, then guardian support. And now I can add pride back into the build and adding pride back into the build makes me tanky. But then it also lets me remove some offense, minion offense from the tree. I can invest more in my own survivability because pride is just insane with the damage that it does. Mm-hmm. So this league, it actually allowed me to have a lot of fun being a defensive character, but there was two nodes that they were eating me alive man not having them and i brought them up before but i just absolutely love them and they're the crit reduction nodes let me um i forget what they're called right sanctum of thought you take 30 percent reduced extra damage from crit strikes and of course you get armor leading up to that as well and then there's an armor mastery that uh, you take 30 percent reduced extra damage from crit strikes so right off the bat, like that's every single crit, you're taking 30% reduced damage, which is awesome. And there's lots of strength shields out there where you can easily get that missing 40% reduced crit damage. So mm-hmm. um, so I modified the tree to definitely invest into those two, which was great. And it also let me unspec out of, sorry, I'm still talking um, Guardian, Guardian's Blessing. Mm-hmm. It also let me unspec out of Champion of the Cause. Um, I love, absolutely love that cluster. Uh, that's where it's not mana or life reservation efficiency. It's just skill reservation efficiency. It's the s- southwest of the champion. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, I love, love, love that cluster, but I didn't have to have it anymore. So basically, I was able to take away about 12 or 13 points from the tree because of guardian's blessing and add it into myself which is just night and day now i'm it's so great it's so so great i'm really loving the changes because that guardian's blessing yes it's an expensive four link and yes i have to it's a little bit more mental energy to make sure that my guardian's alive because it's gonna sorry not my guardian my my golem is alive because guardian's blessing degrades someone's life it's kind of like righteous fire you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Degrades their life, physical damage. But it's so, so nice. This isn't on the same surprise minion build though, right? No, no, sorry. Um, if I forgot to say, this is now on my primary zombie build that I share with mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so good to run. It's really nice, really nice. And I even changed my six link 
to originally it was always zombies and then this league i'm like you know what zombies the damage just sucks and i just gotta deal with that so i threw skeletons on into the same six links so it's technically zombies and skeletons were two five links right yep but another thing that was eating at me with this build was something that i've complained about in the past and i really hope they fix this kind of to me they're oversights they're not fun puzzles they're oversights but the zombie again is a good example because it only has two skills you have the default attack that the zombie has it's a melee strike and then you have the zombie slam which technically is not a it's not melee it's an attack no wait is it i think yes sorry it's an attack and a slam but it's not considered melee which is crazy so i can't use like when i put on melee physical damage support it only improves the damage of the default attack right not the slam and it was driving me nuts seeing these slams ever since i got the project skin i'm seeing how often the zombie slams actually do show up and i'm like man that's so much i hate not having so anyway i switched things around so that now i have zombies and skeletons and i even added summon phantasm support which normally I hate because that's another skill that it's like it's a projectile and a spell. So it really doesn't suit stuff. But now I have Empower, Brutality and Meat Shield. And all of those are just generic about physical damage. It doesn't matter if it's spell. It doesn't matter if it's melee or whatever it is. And so now all three of my supports support all the different types of skills that the minions have. And... So it seems like I'm reducing my damage by adding that third link of active minions and only having three supports. But I am flying through offense now. Like it is so much stronger having invested in both the melee and the slam of the zombies and then adding that summon phantasm support. Honestly, trying to accommodate the skeleton and zombies main melee attack along with the slam reduced my amount of support options so much that one of the only other supports that I could provide for my build that would include the slam was either impale support, predator support, or minion damage support. Predator support wasn't an option for me. It does the same damage as minion damage support, but it's an extra button for me to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I find a lot of the times I actually die with predator support because I'm looking for that one douche that I really want to kill. And I keep to hit the button like hit hit hit, sure. hit 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 but i'm focusing on that not on me and so i actually die a lot more so that one wasn't really an option because i'm not looking for an extra button anyway because i already have i'm holding down an instant skill bone offering and then i have skeletons and then i have so skeletons is like my primary but then there's also that occasional vowel skeletons button so i wasn't looking for another button i don't want to lower the life of my minions so minion or um what is it called minion damage support wasn't really an option and impale was so low on the dps list like it really wasn't worth it and so summon phantasm actually does almost the same damage as minion damage support when you add in the 10 extra summon phantasms so i did it and i've been playing around with it for about two decent sessions now which for me is maybe three three and a half hours but i am really really happy with it that's good yeah I, so i know i rambled a lot uh, about that but i am very very happy with my build I really hope things don't change. And <laughs> I even did some, well, you know, like, oh, you made a change, you ruined my build. But mm -hmm. I am very happy with it. But another thing that I did was, what did I get rid of? I was, uh, I think it was Sid and Theta on Discord that were talking about um, purity of elements. And mm -hmm. I love purity of elements. It's just such a nice peace of mind. Mm -hmm. But they were kind of providing some examples. Like, you know what? There's a lot of really easy ways. Like if, sure granted like when some of that stuff like it's a map mod or it's like shock ground or something it's really nice to be immune to that that's really good but outside of that there are some really easy ways without looking at specific uniques that you can kind of make yourself immune to chill or freeze or whatever it is or shock so i was like yeah you know i love the peace of mind but maybe if i switched up that 50 percent from purity of elements to something else maybe 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 i'd like it so I tried one session without period of elements. I did maybe six or seven maps and actually was fine. I only got frozen once and uh, that was without me accommodating freeze yet, like without switching my mastery or doing a flask or anything like that. And so I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's figure this out. So I did, the, you know, six legit fully invested in two maps. And so now my build, I got rid of purity of elements. I've added summon skitterbots, 
which is nice. I like slowing the enemies a little bit. You can't tell that 10% chill. You can't tell or 10% plus 19% increased effect, but whatever it is, you can't really tell, but it's nice. You know, it's there. You get the extra damage, of course, from the increased shock effect. But I decided to play around a lot with uh, the bestiary, hmm. the menagerie. And so I also did some bossing and because uh, I've been playing with my Atlas passive tree a lot, too. So I'm like, is this worth it? Do I like it? And so I was doing a lot of really fun crafting, but I crafted for the first time ever. I did the Fenimus. I think it's the Fenimus boss fight. Anyway, mm -hmm. whatever the spider is. And then um, did that and then crafted aspect of the spider onto some nice boots that I crafted for myself, which I actually fluked out. It was the best. It was it was perfect. I was um, oh, no, some gloves. I was just chaos chaos. I did like maybe 15 chaos orbs until I got a nice life roll, a nice resist roll and an empty prefix and suffix. So I'm like, sweet. Awesome. I actually only had one suffix roll on it. And so now here's another thing that on the did you know? But um, when I crafted Aspect of the Spider onto my gloves, mm -hmm. it didn't count as a craft. It went in as a permanent mod. Yes, I did think I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I hadn't crafted Aspect of this anything you can still onto craft an item if you want. Right. So then I added some more Chaos Resist onto it after that. And they were both suffixes and it was glorious. So now I have the best gloves I've ever had in my life. Nice. Life, a couple resists and Aspect of the Spider. <laughs> You're great. Set. Yeah, no, but it was it was a lot of fun to deal with that and to modify the build. But I think I've squeaked out the amount that I can squeak into this build, both defense and offense, without adding specific mods to the build on items. So I am very happy with it. I'm sorry that I rambled, but yeah, I good. love you very much. That's sweet, man. I'm glad it's working for you. Yeah, it was a it was a really fun week to go through. And so I'll talk about some of the other stuff later. Sweet. I'll push it to next week. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap this up then. Forever Exiled 209. I'm Justin, aka Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. Thanks for your patience with me today, folks. Don't forget, we got the Private League. If you want to join and come play with us and a bunch of other people, you can hop onto Discord to find that information under announcements. Uh, if you're looking for more information, you'll find it down below. We got a website, foreverxl.com. We're on Twitter, foreverxl82. We have a very fun Discord you should be a part of. Patreon, other ways to support podcasts are down below. Patrons, we'll see you in After Dark. Everybody else, we'll see you next week in 210. Don't forget to hit that five-star button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because it makes us feel nice. Love ya. Bye.